What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hanging Heavy. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had a dick in my throat. As always, I'm your boy Desecrator, coming to you live. So yeah, I just wanna go ahead and uh, thank everybody for tuning in. I know uh, with this, the way the world moves. It's hard to keep concentrated on the little things, especially the little things like this little show. So I'm very much grateful. <clears throat> so let me just give some statistics for the month of September. Now that it's over and done with, good fucking riddance. I want to say this is probably my most listened to month. We're breaking records. Thank you guys. Look at that. Let me go ahead and give off some of these statistics like I always like to do at the beginning of the show. I like to be transparent because I'm not a scumbag. So yeah, 45% of you are listening through Spotify. So thanks for listening. 17.5% are coming from Apple Podcasts. 5% or 12% of that is coming from the Chrome web browser. So some of you are going to that website, hangingheavy.podbean.com. Another 12.5% of you are coming from the Podbean app. So uh, what up? That's probably the best way to listen to the show. You automatically get a notification when I upload. Uh, you can like, subscribe, comment, uh, do the share. There we go. That That's important because I don't have any social media. So let me stop this real quick and... Uh, if you guys could do me the favor and uh, spreading the word on your social media, I would kiss your open butthole. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you didn't catch on and you're new here, this show is not family friendly. I am not being controlled by the PC police, but I do watch what I say. I am conscious that words do have power, even though they shouldn't. But we're in the cancer. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the gamer inside of me. Cancer, you fucking cancer. Uh, we're in a cancel culture for some reason. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, so 7.5% is coming from iTunes. And a whopping 5% is coming from Safari. So, shout out to that. Let me see. Let me go ahead and uh, let's do this by region. So my worldview, I have 40 downloads. 26 of those are coming from the greatest United States of America. The great states, you know. Uh, three of those are coming from United Kingdom. Three of those are coming from the Netherlands. Two, as always, from Canada. Two from Norway. Hell yeah, let's burn some churches. Uh, one from Australia. One from Italy. One from Russia. Do not meddle in our... Never mind. <laughs> and one from Singapore. Uh, what up? <clears throat> so yeah, that's pretty interesting. I'm going to go a little further into detail with where in these regions these listens are coming from. So for the United States, I got California again on top. Beating out Texas with number with seven downloads. Texas, I guess, is tied, so seven downloads. Then I got the Michigan, my Michigangsters, four downloads. One from Colorado, one from Illinois, 
one from Massachusetts, one from Maryland, one from Minnesota, one from Nevada. Uh, Area 51. Let's do it. Oh, wait, never mind. Nothing happened. <laughs> and uh, two from others. Whatever region of the United States others is from, I bet it's sexy. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Of course, my number one downloaded episode is Spooky Scary Skeletons. 19 total downloads. Guys, that came out last year. Get over it. But with the theme of October, I will be doing more of that. And I'll have a Halloween extravaganza, as I always do. Well, shit, it's a freaking, this is the second year, so whatever. I always do. I Technically, I'm not wrong. I did it once, so <clears throat> whatever. The next two and three, both tied at four downloads. That's how I roll, and last minute, make it work. My most recent of the uploads from this. And number three, or number four with three downloads, Friday the 13th. Who would have thunk it? All the scarier titled sounding episodes. I wanted to throw a quick update edit in there. Because now the statistics for October are showing. In the first four days, I've got eight downloads. Now, these eight downloads are probably the most that I've noticed on record. So you guys did that. We did that together. I have four downloads on the first, which is Spooky Scary Skeletons, of course. One download, but it doesn't make any sense on the second. Three downloads on the third. Ron Perlman Sex Toys. That's how I roll. And in case of make, in case of emergency, podcast, making of Hanging Heavy. So, fucking awesome. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go ahead and shout out every specific region. I got six from the United States, one from Switzerland, one from the United Kingdom. For the rest of you guys, fuck you guys. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, one download from California, one from Utah, one from Kansas, one from Minnesota, one from Alabama, and one from other... Or whatever. You guys did this. So fucking let's keep it going. I remember 63 of this is from Spotify and 38% from iTunes. I'll report you back to your regularly scheduled hanging movie. So yeah. Thanks guys. Uh, I don't get paid to do this. Uh, in fact I have to pay some guy to do this. By some guy I mean Podbean. Because they host and post. <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds fucking rehearsed. Uh, nah, yeah, hopefully, no, they're not a sponsor, but fuck. I'm, technically, I'm sponsoring them, shit. But yeah, that's what it do, you know? So let's see, let me go. There's something I did want to talk about. Right off the top. And uh, it's, uh, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a cutlery lover. I'm more of the pocket carry variety I don't carry fucking fixed blades because I'm not a psychopath or a hillbilly or a hunter I don't want to step on any toes there but I do like a fucking 
sweet pocket knife. Uh, I have a ridiculous amount. I've lost more than I've probably bought. Shit, that doesn't make any sense. But what came first, the egg or the the rooster? Or no, fuck, I fucked that up. Damn it! Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. You get the fucking stupid joke. You know. Yes. Of course. It was a stupid joke. I get it. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah. Fucking funny guy. Everybody knows I'm an asshole. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> I fucking love that. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, I'm. I have a couple expensive knives, but the thing about expensive knives is, you never want to carry them because they're expensive knives. So, uh, I mean, like everyone does, they want to search for a good deal, you know. And, uh, I think I found some pretty good ones. So for those of you that don't know, um, the metal is really what makes knives expensive and not expensive. I mean, the construction is basically all the same. Everyone uses fucking plastic handles or cheap aluminum or whatever the fuck. The cheapest deals possible, you know, and then they paint them or coat them, make them look better than they really are. And that's really just your run-of-the-mill fucking everyday carry affordable knife right now the premium knives is i mean you pay for premium product right you get those expensive steels you get those expensive construction materials so what i'm doing is i'm looking for the best bang for your buck now uh on amazon not a sponsor uh i went and i found some d2 which is tool steel uh, blades, and I found two, they're both under $50, one of them is fucking ridiculously hard to even say the name, Efengro, E-A-F-E-N-Gro, G-R-O-W, and let me just read the Amazon title, Efengro 0456 Tactical Folding Knife. G10 handle, D2 blade, bearing, flipper, hunting, knife, pocket, camping, survival, outdoor knife. Now this fucking little gem of a knife, while it doesn't have the best grind on it, and by the grind I mean the blade shape and edge profile. I mean, but for fucking $25, I would definitely buy this knife again. The lockup is very secure. Let me, it's a flipper, there's no thumb stud. It locks in the position. It almost feels assisted because the blade is so heavy. The handle's so light that the blade just wants to go in. It wants to just go home. So, I mean, it takes a little effort to push past that bearing. But once you do, the blade just fucking flies out of the handle, you know? And for $25, this feels like it costs maybe $80. i have gone through the, the mill of a bunch of different knives. And yeah, I would say that I would pay double at least for that knife. But the one knife that I was very, very surprised with. Again, this is a no-name brand. Some Chinese knockoff brand. I'm going to guarantee that's what it was. Because they're so cheap. But this knife also claims that it's a DT, D2 steel. Again, with G10. It's a ball-bearing tactical knife. Let me go ahead and read the name. It's a. QB folding knife D2 
Dark Knight KU003D2 Steel G10 Handle Ball Bearing Tactical Knife Tool. 8.5 inch overall. It's orange with the tip down pocket clip. Now, I forgot to say the other one is also with the tip down pocket clip. This being the Efing Bro. And it's got like almost a translucent glow in the dark looking handle with a blue spacer and a blue pivot pin and blue pocket clip. They say it's jade, and yeah, I guess, I guess so, but whatever, it's G10, so it's plastic. But this orange one, now in the pictures, the orange one looks like it's hunter orange, so you know it's that fucking real bright, fucking almost neon orange. But when I got it, it looks more like a fucking burnt sienna. I'm not that dark. It looks like a burnt orange. Like, think uh, UT, if you know colleges from America. It's just a almost looking brown color. It's kind of gross. I don't love it. But this one also has great lockup. Now, the... They're both liner lock, and the liner lock on both of these are completely different. One of them is very simple and easy to use, and the other one is ridiculously hard and almost slippery because they decided to polish almost all the working parts, I guess, to make it smoother. Oh, obviously. Idiot. But yeah, so this knife has a, a Tonto style blade tip and the other one is more of a, fuck, I don't even know what you would call this. It's geometric shaped. I, I wouldn't even know what to call that. But that one has a flat grind on it. This one has more of a convex Tonto gray grind on it. And it, it it's an attractive looking knife and it feels sturdy as fuck. You know, the only thing that sucks about it is the handle. The other one looks pretty, but the blade is not as nice. This blade is uh, just ground, it, and it has a stone finish. I hate stone finishes. They look super cheap, but for $25, uh, you can't complain, you know? Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> so those are those two of the cheap knives. Now let me talk about how expensive that orange one was. That orange one was $29.99. American. I don't know the conversion rates. I'm ignorant, so you go ahead and do that. So, yeah, there's that. Now, for those of you that know what karambits are, karambits are like a, they're kind of shaped like a tiger claw. I mean, that's kind of what they're going for, you know? And they're an Asian-style fighting blade. And I'm not really a fan of them because they're super impractical for what I would use them for. But they look fucking cool. And now this company that I really like are known as CRKT, Canyon River Knife Tool Company. And they make fucking exceptionally beautiful blades. I have three of their pieces. And uh, they came out with a fucking folding karambit with a unique style. I mean, it this karambit was on a Kickstarter on its own. And they saw it and they decided to scoop it up and uh, patent that shit and uh, help develop and make it better. Now that knife cost 200 fucking dollars and I'm not going to spend $200 on a karambit I'm never going to use. So I, I went to Amazon to see if there was cheap knockoffs. 
And in June, I ordered the Promethe Outdoor Folding Knife Multifunction Morphing Claw Karambit Knife. Or hold on, it's Morphing Knife Claw Karambit Knife Stainless Steel Knife. Oh, whoa there. What kind of knife was it? I didn't hear. Or was it a tool or a knife? Yeah, whatever. So now this one is basically the same design, but it's a liner lock, and the original is not a liner lock, but obviously patent pending. And this one cost me $22.99. And uh, it's well made, but it's fucking tiny. Like, this looks like I would give my son this knife. And be like, hey, this is your first karambit. <laughs> now, the the karambit that CRKT makes is called... Oh, fuck, I'm spacing out on it now. Damn it. What is that one called? Give me a second and I'll come right back. Okay, that was the quickest search that I had to do ever. So the CRKT knife is called the Provoke. And uh, provoke my erections it did when I saw it. You you have to see the way this knife opens and closes for you to understand. But the knife that I ordered is probably the closest replica that I've seen to it. And I'm glad I fucking got it. And this one, you believe it or not, I got it on Wish. It cost me $25 and it got here like in shit... Uh, a week, maybe two. Usually shit from Wish takes years to get here. But this got here pretty quick. And god damn it, I love this knife. It's basically the big brother of that other knife that I got on Amazon. But this one... Okay, so I didn't even say the first one was all black. This one, the handle is black, but the blade is gold. You know, go sexy. Like I say... Team big boy, go big or go home. <laughs> so yeah, fucking I've been wanting to do pieces about knives for a long time since even back in the day when I was doing the show with Poppy Ray. Uh, it's sad that he's gone, but uh I miss you puppy, come back please. Dip, 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 dip. You, puppy. Puppy, come back. <laughs> oh, my God. Unforgivable. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I guess that's my little fucking nerd out about knives, so... Excuse me, that's just what I like. So, uh, what's going on with you guys? If, if you guys had anything to say about that music that I added uh, at the end of last week's episode it sounded kind of garbage I hate to hate to break it to you but the compression and shit I guess that it takes to upload it uh, affected the quality so I'm sorry about that baby please forgive me I love you I just want to make you proud <laughs> today ain't your day <laughs> but yeah uh, I guess I'm going to go ahead and take a break real quick. Uh, my throat is getting a little dry. I need to mix a drink. Rich and rare. A while back, I covered a story where a police officer 
happened to walk into the wrong apartment and shoot and kill someone in their own home. Well, she just got uh, her con her fuck. I don't even know what you call it. Uh, they uh, gave her her ruling in court. There we go. <coughs> and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just play the exact audio from said court room proceeding. And uh, I'll let you see how that turned out. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the jury having reached a verdict, Ms. Geiger and your team, would you please stand? We, the jury, unanimously find the defendant, Amber Geiger, guilty of murder as charged in the indictment. No outburst. So, yeah, um, she got, she pleaded not guilty, and uh, the jury saw this one cut and, cut and dry, which is pretty clear. I mean, she clearly was on the wrong floor that day. She noticed the apartment was open. There was a man on the sofa, I believe, eating ice cream, and she shot and killed him. Yeah. So not only was she on the wrong floor, but she was in the wrong apartment. There was apparently clear indicators that it wasn't her apartment. The floor mat, the floor mat outside of his apartment was different. And I understand uh, apartment complexes usually look fucking similar. I mean, I I can assume it's just like a hotel room. I've never lived in apartments. Don't know anybody that does live in apartments or in a complex that big, at least. So, yeah, I can get, oh, fuck, I came on the wrong floor, but you didn't even try to open your own, do your own door. You didn't even try to put the key into the lock. You just opened the door and it was open and that didn't draw any red flags. You saw somebody that you probably see regularly because he lives in your building. I know what my neighbors look like. I see them almost every day. Yeah, I don't know them personally, but I know what they look like, so I would not accidentally shoot them if i walked into their house on accident but yeah that's that's what the case was and uh knowing the fact that she's a, a white female ex-police officer they're probably going to give her five to 99 years usually but in texas uh murder is uh automatic life not manslaughter. They tried to get her off on that, but the jury had a had an easy job on that one. They didn't fuck it up. So uh, I'm sure their family can have some peace of mind knowing that the justice system actually worked in their favor. And it's still a, a lot of the reasons why a lot of minorities don't go to the police. Because uh, shit usually ends up their fault when it's uh, them being the victims. So, I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say to that, but, uh, whoa, 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 take it easy, guys. Yeah, you know what, they, the court system worked for once, and they weren't completely fucked. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that happened, and, uh, it is... October. So I guess we'll get into some of that 
spooky stuff. Richard Mayer. Well, uh, again, this ever-changing news cycle, I have some information. <laughs> bitch only got ten years. So, fucking lame. Fuck that! I don't need that shit in my life! Thank you, Tommy. Uh, let's get back into that, uh, rich and rare. This next chilling true story begins and belongs to that best known as the Coed Killer, Killer, Edmund Kemper III. Born on December 18, 1948 in Burbank, California. He was a middle child, growing up with his parents in a loveless marriage. Both of his parents were hard on him, seeing as he was the only boy. After his parents divorced, he was forced to move in with his mother and his two sisters. Moving to Montana, Kemper had a difficult relationship with her. His mother, who was a raging alcoholic, and was quite possibly suffering from borderline personality. She basically treated him like he was already a murderer. When he was 10, she forced him to live in the basement away from his sisters whom his mother feared he might harm in some way. The dark and grim signs showed up early in his life. He had sick fantasies and dreams of killing his mother. He cut off the heads of his sister's dolls and even convinced them to play a game that he favored as a child. This game he called Gas Chamber and in this game he had them blindfold him and slowly lead him to a chair. While once sitting in this chair he would thrash and writhe his body in agony until he was dead. He then took these fantasies a step further, killing the family's two pet cats. The first cat he buried alive, while the other he took a knife to and slaughtered it. He hid parts of this cat in his closet until his mother found out, leading for him, leading to him running away to live with his father, but he was quickly sent back to his mother, who found it fitting to just send him away to live with his grandparents away from his family. At 15, things escalated, seeing as he hated living on this farm that his grandparents owned. They ruled it tight and hard. After an argument with his grandmother, he went to grab his grandfather's 22 caliber rifle and shot her in the head in the kitchen. He waited for his grandfather to return home and shot him outside by his car. He hid the bodies. After his bloodlust was fulfilled, he called his mother who told him to call the police and let him know what he had done. 
he did. He later went on statement to say he killed his grandmother to see what it was like, adding that he only killed his grandfather so the man didn't have to find out his wife was murdered. He was arrested and handed over to the California Youth Authority, where he underwent a vast array of tests, which in the end determined he had a very high IQ, scoring around 145, which is less than 1% of test takers that make this score, leading him to belong to the genius status of cognitive designation. During this testing, though, they also determined that he suffered from paranoid schizophrenia. He was eventually sent to the Atasadero State Hospital, a maximum security for mentally ill convicts. Upon reaching the age of 21, he was released, seeing as he was of no threat to anyone. Despite his doctors recommending that he not live with his mother at the time, as she was the root of all his psychological issues, he had no one else to go to. After moving back in with his mother, he lay dormant. He befriended local police officers and even applied to become a state trooper. But they declined him because of his size. The man was 300 pounds and 6'9". Gaining their trust, they would have never suspected a thing. Time went on and soon we find him back thinking of these dark fantasies. He began to pick up female hitchhikers, at first letting them go, until the temptation was too much. He offered a ride to two Fresno State students, Mary Ann Pesh and Anita Luchessa. They never made it home. Kemper later described that he stabbed and strangled both of the girls to death, then raping and defiling their corpses. He stuffed the bodies in his trunk and drove home to dismember them, but he was pulled over that night for a broken taillight. Little did the officer know there were two dead girls in the car with him. He placed the pieces of their bodies in plastic bags before disposing of them in a ravine. Later that year, on September 14, 1972, he picked up 15-year-old Aiko Ku, who was hitchhiking instead of waiting for the bus to take her to dance class. She met the same fate that these two previous women did and was never seen again. January 1973, he continued this bloody fantasy turned reality when he picked up hitchhiker Cindy Skull, whom he shot and killed. While his mother was away, he took her body home and hid her in the room, hid her in his room. He dismembered the corpse the following day, throwing and scattering her body parts into the ocean. They later washed up and were discovered. He kept one part though, the girl's head, 
in which he decided to bury in his mother's garden facing up to her room. He stated that he did this because she always wanted people looking up to her. On February 5th, 1973, he picked up two college students, Rosalind Thorpe and Alice Liu. While on campus, he shortly after shot them both. Driving past the campus security at the gates, with the two mortally wounded women in the back of his car, later decapitating them, defiling and dismembering their bodies. This time was different. He removed the bullets from their heads and disposed of their body parts in separate locations. The remains were found later by a hitchhiker. At the time Kemper ran rampant, there were two other serial killers killing the innocent, making Santa Cruz the murder capital of the world. In April 1973, Kemper committed his final two murders. On Good Friday, he went to his mother's house, where they then had an unpleasant argument. He waited for her to go to bed and attacked her in her sleep, bludgeoning her with a claw hammer and slicing her throat as he did all his other victims. He also cut off her hands. This time though, he had different plans for her head. He cut out her tongue and larynx and placed them both in the garbage disposal. Now he had her head to sexually gratify himself with. When he was done with that, he placed her head on a shelf and used it as a dartboard. He called her friend, Sally Hallett, and invited her over to the house. When she arrived, he strangled her and hid her in the closet. Fleeing the area, he reached Pueblo, Colorado. On April 23rd, he made a call to the Santa Cruz police. At first, they didn't believe this gentle giant, Big Ed as they referred to him, being a killer. He then confessed all of the information he could, giving them details no one else knew. Leading to him turning himself in, and giving them all the evidence they needed to prove that he in fact was the co-ed killer. When asked why he turned himself in, seeing as no one connected him to any of these crimes, he simply stated that his original purpose was gone. He said, I just said to hell with it and called it all off. He was convicted of eight counts of first-degree murder and given seven consecutive life sentences. But not all monsters die. To this day, he's still serving these consecutive life sentences at the California Medical Facility. Well, that kind of turned a, a different route. Yeah, I know. He's still alive. That's fucking crazy. 
and he was a He's not that old. I think he's probably in his 70s right now. It's crazy. Some of the least people you least expect are always the the ones you need to worry about. And the weird thing is I used to do that with my sister's dolls when I was little. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's the show. Uh, get ready for more spooky stories. Uh, if you can, spread the word on your social media. Uh, you can listen anywhere where podcasts are distributed. If not, you can go to the website hangingheavy.podbean.com. You can look on YouTube. You can like, comment, share, subscribe, and share the love. As always, I'm your boy Desecrator. This was Hanging Heavy. Much love and rich and rare.